You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Jeff. I will not be your host today, but joining me in the studio are Neil, Ken, and Matt. How are you Mm. gentlemen doing? That was a very sultry open. I was going to say, you put a little more bass in it today. I like it. Very nice. Very crisp. Yeah. I think it's the mics. I don't know what I'm doing, but it sounds Uh, great. Audio engineer. (laughs) Wonderful job, guys. So I'm glad we're all doing well. I will cut right to the chase. We have a guest host. Uh, you will remember her from a recent episode. Funny enough, at the time of recording, this episode's going up tomorrow. Uh, one of our recent favorites, and uh, that's uh, Stacy McPeak. How are you doing, Stacy? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Excited to try to put you guys through the ringer here a little bit. Yes, thank you for uh, writing these questions for us. Mm-hmm. Well, you haven't been asked them yet. You probably shouldn't thank me. <laughs> no, any question that I haven't written is a good one for me. I just Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Uh, also, thank you for being a United States champion on Patreon. We really appreciate it. I thought that was kind of an irony. It is kind of funny. What? Being being from Canada. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, she's she's our Canadian champion then. Yeah. We'll just change it. Um, Canadian champion. And uh, you did tell us before the recording started that you, you're a little under the weather, so you're going to be pushing through with all these great questions today. I am going to push through, but if I sound nasally and weird, that's why. Well, it is so. uh, sponsored by Mucinex today. <laughs> it is not Perfect. sponsored by Mucinex. <laughs> But if they want to, mm-hmm. hey. Yeah, our <laughs> inbox is open. Trivialitypodcast at gmail.com. As long as they don't send us like plush toys with those little weird No, mucus, I want more men. of those. I'd rather have that. <laughs> I would just love that there's someone at Musinex that just listens to random podcasts, seeing if they drop their name, being like, let's send them money. <laughs> That's their only job. They're in a basement and they have to listen to all the, all the uh, different podcasts. But you know who never needs any Musinex whatsoever? Mm. The rules guy. Mm. He does not. Let's see how he's sounding today. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. The cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. He sounds well. He sounds like he's on a a heavy IV of Sudafed, just Mm -hmm. crystal clear, no mucus. (laughs) (laughs) 
Also brought to you by Sudafed today. We sent Darren him some airborne send, recently, yeah, so Darren, he should be doing fine. Darren needs to send us a, an email and let us know how he's doing. Because I'm sure he listens to this. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and if, if you need to put Morse code in there, if you're in trouble, we'll figure it out. <laughs> well, uh, I think uh, me and Neil are going to team up today. Isn't mm-hmm. that right? Yep, that sounds good to me. What do you want the team name to be? Uh, team name for today. Well, it's almost Thanksgiving here uh, <laughs> in Chicago. So uh, how about we be the Tofurkeys? The Tofurkeys? Mm-hmm. All right. That yeah. sounds good. Yeah, uh, Jeff was saying that he's a little slow today, and uh, I recently shaved my head, so we're going to be the tortoise and no hair. All right, sounds good. (laughs) All right. (laughs) It's pretty great. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, we are ready to get started whenever you are. So, uh, round one, question one. Category is, let's mix these together and see what happens. Although the original Chinese alchemists were seeking to find the elixir of life, what would you get if you mixed sulfur, charcoal, and potassium nitrate? Oh, we're locked in. Oh, I knew it. I thought it was going to be a drinks question. That's why I kept pointing to you. Is it ketchup, Uh, Jeff? Yeah, we had a ketchup. Was that vinegar and fish sauce? Fish brine. I just said, Jeff, if I have to listen to you somewhat mispronounce the word ketchup one more mm-hmm. time during this trivia question, I'm going <laughs> to blow my brains out. It's ketchup? Uh, well, they're locked ketchup. in. Uh, my so first thought charcoal is, and is fireworks, maybe? It turns out to be a false threat. Charcoal and what? Uh, sorry, sulfur, char- charcoal, and potassium nitrate. Because um, the Chinese were known for their sort of, uh, I don't know about the invention of fireworks, but their... Like gunpowder. Oh, gunpowder too. Yeah, let's say uh, gunpowder. Gunpowder. Okay. Yeah. What did we say, Jeff? Gunpowder. Hey, we said gunpowder. And conveniently, a uh, good one to start off with it is gunpowder. All right. Nice. nice. Off of the bang. Feeling. Ah. ah. <laughs> you know, I, I could just be cheating off this uh, strategy card that we just got in the mail, um, but I think it's for blackjack. Yeah. And not for trivia. Yes. Is that no. right? Yeah, but I think it's applicable. So. Well, if you ask to double down on one of these, we'll know that you're cheating. Well, hey, if we're playing blackjack, though, that means Stacy is going to win because the house always wins. Mm. Yeah, and we have to thank uh, Gina Kimenoff for these uh, these great pamphlets. All right. Should we move on to question number two? Mm-hmm. Please. All right, category is roads. Where we're going, we don't need roads. In the Back to the Future movie trilogy, Doc Brown names his dogs after which two notable men of science? One is known for his mass energy equivalence formula, and the other for the heliocentric model of the universe. Oh, we're locked in. Yeah. I knew one of them based on uh, (laughs) Back to the Future, and I probably would have eventually got the other one. You're locked in, you said? Yeah, we're locked in. Uh, one's Einstein, for sure. Yeah. That's his main one. I'm trying to think who is... The heliocentric uh, uh, model for the universe, I think, would be Galileo. Okay. I'm I don't trying... remember a second dog, though. Not Copernicus, right? That's the math guy? Oh, that might be Copernicus. He, he's got a dog in the 50s, right? Yes. So it would yeah. be a different dog than in the 80s. Yeah, the 80s, Copernic- he's got Einstein. That dog would not last that long. Yeah, who would, he, who would they have studied in the 50s? It might be Copernicus. Let's go Copernicus. Okay, and Einstein? Yeah. Yeah, tragically, it's 30 years between the two films, and if you're 30 years old, you're probably older than every dog on Earth. Yeah, uh, I hoped you wouldn't get it, but uh, it's, it's Copernicus and mm-hmm. Einstein. Yes, it is Einstein and Copernicus. And apparently there was also a dog in the comics named Galileo. Mm-hmm. And in the movie, it's not mentioned ever, but if you see in his horses, like his horses, they have names. I think they're Galileo, Archimedes, and Newton. Oh, what a oh. nerd. Such yeah, stuff. He, he needs to develop some <laughs> other interests. Yeah, so. I'm saying. I yeah. love Doc Brown. I mean, if you can come up with the idea for the flux capacitor on the toilet, you can do anything. I yeah. think, it, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm just spitballing here. I think Einstein actually died in 55. So that's interesting. His first dog was Copernicus, and then the later was Einstein. Hmm. That but Einstein is would have been interesting, Jeff. Thank you for that factoid. But, next cool. question. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, moving on. Question number three in sports go sports, or mm. as I like to say, Stacy tries to write a real sports question. Yay. <laughs> what, what retired player and now sportscaster, whose real first name is Norman, holds several NFL records for left-handed quarterbacks, including most touchdown passes, most passing yards, and most completions? Uh, Neil gave me a nod here, so we're locked in. I don't know that it, that would be his name, but the person who's left-handed and has all of those, I believe, is uh, Dan Marino. So we can lock in with Dan Marino, I guess. I believe Dan Marino's right-handed. Isn't oh, he? Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, maybe which which hand does he put the isotoners on? Well, yeah, true. Or I was going to say, which hand did he assist Ace Venture and mm. and saving Snowflake? Uh, so the only left-handed quarterback I can think of was someone I used to have a figure of, uh, and that was uh, Boomer Esiason. That makes a lot of sense. And the answer is Boomer Esiason. <laughs> and he is a sports man. I blew that one pretty bad. CBS, I think. Yeah, yes. he is on CBS. That, that question has gone through a few iterations. I asked it initially without any sort of additional stuff, just who did this, and I can't remember. One of my friends was like, you need to say this. You need to say sportscaster. I was like, okay. And then Ryan Clefgren Myers was like, you need to give a little bit more. I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, you mean no. Ryan Candy Corn Myers? <laughs> Uh, wait, so if, if we called him Ryan Candycorn Myers on the Halloween episode, this is kind of the Thanksgiving episode because it's almost Thanksgiving. So what, Ryan you... Cornucopia Myers? Yeah, there you go. Uh-huh. Ryan Cornucopia Myers. This episode's coming out in February. February. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. He'll enjoy the reference. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to question number four. Category is turn to the left, turn to the right. In 1948, Uwe and Jochen Holy, and I can spell that if that would help. Yes, yes. thank you. Uh, U-W-E the first name and then Jochen J-O-C-H-E-N Holy H-O-L-Y Grandsons of the company's founder took which company from a work clothes and uniform maker to a premier men's wear fashion house I can tell you which ones it's not oh write down ones it's not is, is Jochen the guy from the men's warehouse commercials who guarantees that you'll like the way you look with the beard it could be that's as upscale as it comes. Did you did you lock in? Yeah, we're locked on, yeah. Okay, so we're talking about North Face and Patagonia right now. And I don't I think those are more recent too. They're still not as Yeah. I mean the name sounds uh Dutch, Danish, mm-hmm. Scandinavian. What if we just said isn't isn't Dutch boy a a brand of jeans that used to... It's a brand of paints. I know it's paints, <laughs> but I believe that there's... You overalls. can't afford my <laughs> jeans. <laughs> I'm teeing it up for you. Uh, I do not play golf. <laughs> you want to just go with Levi Strauss? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Strauss, yeah. We're locked in sure. with that. Yeah, I was thinking of of Levi. Uh, that was one of my guesses. And then Calvin, I wrote down just... You know, off top of mind, Calvin Klein, Hilfiger, Giorgio Armani, but I believe those are all actual people, or at least that Armani mm-hmm. is and Calvin Klein. Um, the one clothing company I knew that was kind of prevalent um, in Germany, which I'm not saying this name is German, but it's the only one that came to my head, was Hugo Boss, which I believe he actually, or the company designed uh, uniforms for uh, the Third Reich, but um, I, that was as close as I could get, so we went Hugo Boss. Yeah, well, you picked up all the little bread, 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 bread crumbs. Bread uh, crumbs. The name is German. Yeah, and he did do uniforms, which is the for the Nazis. It is Hugo Boss. Oh wow, Neil. Mm. We had that written down. I did not know he was German. You drinking coffee? I'm drinking coffee. Yeah, mm. yep. I've been been up since four, but I'm 
Mm. I'm ready to go. Got some what of that uh, coconut oil mixed in there for the little HGH, whatever. <laughs> Bulletproof. Yeah. Whatever. Your brain's firing. It's firing. We're not sponsored by Bulletproof either. Bulletproof's a pad of butter. <laughs> All right, moving on. Question number five. I'm feeling fenced in. The longest fence in the world is 5,614 kilometers or 3,488 miles and weaves across southern Australia. It was created to protect the sheep flocks of southern Queensland from what pest? Uh, we're locked in. Do you think it's the dingoes that eat their babies? Um, I'm trying to remember. We we released something there that wasn't domestic. I know they had a big frog problem. Is it rabbits? Wasn't there a rabbit issue? There was definitely a rabbit issue. But it's protecting the flock, so I think it's... I mean, it could, um, you know, if they're, like, eating the all the food or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they have nothing to graze on. But, I mean, dingoes... Te- or, uh, Tasmanian devils. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't know that's, how. That's only on. Isn't that just on in the Tasmania? Tasmania? Yeah, those might be isolated. Could be dingoes yeah. preying on sheep. That would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're locking in with dingo. Uh, I might have shot too soon here, um, but there is a movie called Rabbit Proof Fence, and I figured if they needed a fence that was an animal proof, the rabbit made sense, so we went with rabbit. So there is a rabbit-proof fence in Australia, but there is an even larger fence in Australia for dingoes. All right. The dingo-proof fence. Dingo-proof fence. It's got smaller uh, smaller great holes. Yeah, it's coming. Mm. This year's uh, Oscar-nominated film, Dingo-proof fence. <laughs> what's, that? <laughs> what's that line from uh, Kevin in the Office? The one with dingo babies? I'm trying to remember. Oh, he's Sorry. trying to pretend he's Australian. Yeah, that's, that's like from three. That's three things removed from what it's actually from. Kevin, from Seinfeld. Yeah, Kevin's referencing Seinfeld, which was referencing a real movie. Right. Like, yes. Yeah. For a dingo. Yeah. He just says like alligators and dingo babies. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, Never I think mind. it's referencing um, which film is it? Is with um, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Yeah, yeah. It's like a 1987 or eight movie. Yeah. Crocodile Dundee. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Remember. You call this offense? Uh, so yeah after five questions team Tofurkeys has 40 points and what about team tortoise and no hair Uh, 40 all right no wait 30 30 30. 40 to 30 all right question question number six is the fat lady singing yet the Rheingold the Valkyrie Siegfried and Twilight of the Gods are four operas based loosely on Norse mythological characters collectively the operas are known as what (laughs) <laughs> i know who did them yep so when i get anxious i listen to the uh, classical station in my car and you know the guy on the radio is like so coming up next we have uh Richard wagner uh, coming at you with uh, another stretch from his blah 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 and he said the name of whatever this was mm-hmm. and i'm just i can't think of it but i love that guy's voice yeah i like how they say Richard wagner I'm confusing this with, um, I can't remember the composer, but the planets. I was confused. Uh, Holst. Holst, yeah, Gustav yeah. Holst. I always confuse it with that. So we're talking about Norse mythology here. Mm-hmm. So we got uh, Asgard, Yggdrasil. Thor's Day. Midgard. Rainbow Bridge. Mm-hmm. You're just saying stuff <laughs> from Marvel, aren't you? Lucky, uh, lucky yeah, let me think. So, uh, well, yeah, Valkyrie, Rheingold. Um, 
So they're all based on North Norse mythology. They're by Richard Wagner. What about Valhalla? What could that be named for? I don't know. I'm just trying to think of other it words. Could be like legitimate words though for you. <laughs> Real words. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be Ragnarok. I know the movie's called that, but I know that's a more Norse mythology thing. But it's it is yeah. Um, let's say the Battle of Midgard. Battle of Midgard. Okay. Sounds better. We said thus spoke Zarathustra. Okay. So it's uh it's more known as a cycle, and it's based on a lot of the similar things that I believe Lord of the Rings got inspired from. It's just called the Ring Cycle. Mm. That's right. Oh, Ooh, none of us were close at all. Yeah. It lasts about 15 hours if you do all four, oh but usually it's done over several days. Just like the Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like the the idiom, like, it ain't over till the fat lady sings, mm. is, and that whole, like, depiction of a big woman with the hat, that's oh. that's these ones. That's Brunhilde singing usually her final opera in the Gato d'Amerung, which is t- about 20 minutes long. Oh, Brunhilde, that's right. Yeah. Does the ring cycle come before the delicate cycle? That's a bad laundry joke. I don't even know the laundry term. I just turn <laughs> yeah, it to yeah. where it needs to go. I, you know, I don't I've read never, anything. I've never once in my life heard a good laundry joke, so I think you're forgiven. Yeah, well, that's all right. I just I appreciate that you guys let me air it out my dirty laundry there. Mm, so that's not what that means. That was a little better. Yeah, yeah I'm going to call Don Henley and complain, though. Okay, question number seven. Category is Wanna Park. What playground staple gets its name from the anglicization of the French words for this and that? Uh, Neil? Yeah, we're we're uh we're in. Is this a teeter totter? I was writing down teeter totter. could it be anything else? I, I suppose it could, but okay. not that I I don't think so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> teeter totter it is. Could uh, be seesaw too, but Neil wrote down uh well we wrote down seesaw because uh when uh com see com sa that's why that's what I wrote down, so seesaw. Yeah, so the correct answer is seesaw. And I think because I don't think teeter-totter can be traced back to this and that. That's fair. Could it, though? Except teeter-totter. That was my favorite response in French class. They would say, uh, uh, bien, or how you doing, or whatever. And I would say, comme si, comme ça. Comme si, comme ça. You didn't want to take a side. I didn't want to. I just like to stay right in the middle. Okay. Question number eight. Uh, Categories, because it's rude to call them groupies. What music artist refers to their fan base as Care Bears? I'm just writing this one down just for the name, but I don't think it's right, so I'm just I'm still thinking. But do you have any ideas? Yeah, I have some thoughts. I wrote down this name first, but just because of the name, but I don't think it makes sense. Yeah, let's go with that second one. The second one? Yeah, we're oh, locked in. Okay. Yeah, my my immediate thought was obviously just for the name, uh, like Carrie Underwood. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think that's right, though. I mean, I don't think so either, but I don't know. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, is there a group that's known specifically for caring or some kind of Care Bear fandom? <laughs> no. <laughs> no? You're not going to find any caring on this side of the table over yeah. there. I mean, Loves a lot. If you, if you know the right answer, sharing is caring. So, mm. Well, Carrie Underwood at least has care in it, so we can we can go with that if you'd like. Okay. We'll go with Carrie Underwood. So we wrote Carrie Underwood down. That was the first one just based on the name. And then Ken came in with a great point. He said, you know, maybe the word groupies um, it could could mean uh, like a band instead of a, a single performer. So um, I just remember, I know they're called deadheads most of the time, but I know that Grateful Dead has many, many t-shirts of bears dancing around with like various mm. logos on their chest. So we said the Grateful Dead. Well, I feel bad because I think I may have led people astray. The answer is Carrie Underwood. Uh-huh. 
It was it was yeah. easy. She one. got it when she was on whatever whatever season of American Idol she was on, and it stuck. That's right. We wrote it down. We 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 thought of it. We just That's thought too fine. hard. That's fine. Yeah. All right. Question number nine. Would you like to play a game? When James Robert Ringrose, then one of the FBI's 10 most wanted, was arrested in 1967 for attempting to pass bad checks, he told the FBI agents that he had been saving an item for several years and now he needed it. He then presented them with what board game element? Are we agreed? Yeah. Okay. We're locked in. I can't help but think, sorry, this, I just thought it was funny, that um, he just brings like a trouble box and it just says it's fun getting <laughs> into trouble. He's <laughs> just so smug. <laughs> A piece from Sorry. 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 <laughs> the entire mousetrap board. Her clue, though, about he's been saving something. I don't think she said saving. Yeah, she uh, did. Storing? I don't know what it was. Yeah, he has been saving an item for several years. So I listen. Um, and now he needs it. wasn't saying you didn't. I uh, what, what would he be saving? I don't know. Thimble from Monopoly. Draw four. He doesn't seem like a stable Draw. man. <laughs> Draw <No>. four. <laughs> Reverse. Yeah, um, I, the only I could think I, it would be like food from like Easy Bake Oven or something weird. But yeah, I mean a Monopoly piece. Can we just say Monopoly piece, or do you think that's not um, think we specific need to pick enough? A piece, thimble, thimble. Okay, we're locked in with thimble. Well, we think you're in the right game, but I think it'd be a little cheeky if he had a get out of jail free card. Oh yeah. Yes, it absolutely was more cheeky for him to have a get out of jail free card. Did it work? <laughs> Presume it didn't. The cops are just like, dang it. <laughs> He's got us. Go. A little known loophole. Yeah. All right, moving on to question number 10. Ryan, question alert. Um, a group of us play each other's games every week. And Ryan, again, what, what is his name? Cornucopia Myers? Yeah. Um, yeah. Loves these kind of questions. So this is a, in honor of him. What nine-letter I word means proceeding in a gradual, subtle way, but with harmful effects? That's a nine-letter word. We're locked in. Starts with an I. So starts with an I. Yeah, he loves the vocab questions. Uh, we're not great at him. You're uh, not. I'm not. I'm What's the name of that movie um, based on the books with Shailene Woodley? There's three of them. Um, one of them, I think, starts with an I. I'm just thinking of movie Insurgent. titles. Insurgent. That is nine. I don't think it means that, but... I figured if it was a nine-letter I word, it sounds like it could be a movie title, so... Okay, let's do it. Let's All right. go Insurgent. You guys have been so close these last two. Jeff, what did you say? Uh, we think it's insidious. Yeah. The correct answer is insidious. Yeah. Is a is a movie title. Yeah. That's why I was trying not to show anything when you said it because I was like, don't don't think of movies. <laughs> well, we <laughs> we started off strong, so Team Tofurkey's uh, started with fifty, or ending ending the first round with fifty. We uh, we're a little streak at the end there, and we are up to sixty. Oh, good take, job, guys! Yeah, taking the lead. Taking the lead. You guys are going down, etc. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> my trash talk for today. Wow, I know it's pretty. I intense. mean, I don't, I don't talk hey, trash. Matt, I talk f- you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. I never. Um. So, Stacy, you said that uh, you had been traveling recently before we started. So, uh, where have been your favorite places? Um. Well, I guess my probably my favorite would be the most interesting place i went which was uh new orleans i just got back from last week nice awesome new orleans yeah new orleans or however you're supposed to say it um i was there for the uh, roller derby world championships mm, oh, sweet. watching lots of roller derby and then 
hanging out with my friends mm-hmm. and doing things that you do in New Orleans. So did you have some some beignets <laughs> and, and such in New Orleans? Yeah, we had some, we had beignets, um, lots of good beer, lots of really good food. They have like just great food there. Yeah, even the crappy places that you could tell weren't like good were still really good. <laughs> well, it sounded like we had a good segue into the swing round for a second there before Neil started talking about pastries, mm-hmm. as he often does. <laughs> and I don't blame him because pastries are delicious. So let's get into that swing round. But yeah, so uh, my swing round uh, is going to be a mix of obscure sport knowledge and geography. So many roller derby team names take their name from something associated with that city. So I will give you 10 names of either roller derby league teams, or sorry, roller derby leagues or teams, and I want you to name the city in which they play. Uh, all the cities are in the U.S., and it'll, you'll get five points per answer. Perfect. Cool. All right. So number one, Rose City Rollers. Number two... Gotham Girls Roller Derby. Number three, Mile High Club. Number four, Arch Rival Roller Derby. Number five, Texecutioners. Cool. Number six, Angel City Derby. Number seven, Rat City Roller Derby. Number eight, Windy City Rollers. Number nine, Pissed Offs. And number 10, Charm City Roller Girls. I'm going to read them one more time. Rose City Rollers. Number two, Gotham Girls Roller Derby. Number three, Mile High Club. Number four, Arch Rival Roller Derby. Number five, Texecutioners. Number six, Angel City Derby. Number seven, Rat City Roller Derby. Number eight, Windy City Rollers, number nine, Pissed Offs, and number 10, Charm City Roller Girls. Number nine, you said is uh, Pissed Offs? Yeah, mm-hmm. P-I-S-T-O-F-F-S. Oh, okay. like Biscoff. Yeah, another pastry. <laughs> okay. Are we just all hungry? Yeah. Is that what's going on? <laughs> all right, well, we're going to ponder these, and we'll be right back. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or she, call the police. Or call the police, like she should have, exactly. <laughs> What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more— 
We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The Nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We are all good. All right. So number one, Rose City. Rollers, what did you guys say? Uh, Matt once told me, I think at a trivia night, <laughs> something about Portland and it just stuck with me. So, uh, we went with Portland. Yeah. Uh, I believe that's Portland. It is. That's why Derek Rose, uh, plays for the trailblazers, right? Yep. That is not correct. <laughs> He's on the Timberwolves, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Timberwolves. His knee plays <laughs> for what? Oh, I had a good joke and I lost it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It is that's not okay. your night. He had a good knee and he lost it. So that happened. <laughs> <laughs> when we were in Portland, though, they it's they have so many nicknames. They were like yeah. the Beer City, Rip City, Rose City. I was like Bear City. I was like, you guys need fewer nicknames. Yeah, Curly Mustache City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. Number two, what did you guys put? Ken and I uh, just figured, you know, Gotham. Even though they filmed a lot of the Batman movies here in Chicago, uh, Gotham is normally uh, reserved for New York. So we said New York. I actually looked up the origin of Gotham once, and it does have huge roots in new york and new york city is correct uh number three mile high club uh this would make sense for me to be from mile high stadium in denver and we're also going to join matt in his mile high salute and say denver denver is correct uh number four arch rival roller derby uh yeah this one um ken what was the first one you said i forget i said maybe like the what is it? Minneapolis Twins. Oh, right, the Twins. But, but then you cleverly said, uh, "What about the St. Louis Arch?" So, St. Louis. There was a really bad Nintendo game called Arch Rival Basketball. That had nothing to do with anything, but the answer is St. Louis. <laughs> uh, yes, and the uh, the answer is St. Louis. Uh, now, one that I imagine won't be as easy as the other ones. Number five, Texecutioners. Uh, yeah, this one Ken and I talked about for a long time. Uh, we figured with the name Texic or Tex that it was in Texas, and there's so many big cities in Texas, and we were trying to think of what city would embrace roller derby um, more than the others. And we know that Austin likes to get weird and is uh, open about <laughs> everything, so we said Austin, Texas. And we had the exact same line of reasoning and went with Austin. I don't think we chose weird as our descriptor, yeah. but cool. What's well, their slogan? Austin is weird. Yeah, keep Austin. Weird. I keep Austin weird. Really? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And then Portland found out about it, and also it's they also part, want to be weird. They wanted, well. they wanted more yeah. nicknames. Weird city, <laughs> yeah, weird city. We're all weird down here. <laughs> anyway, Texicutioners, uh, you guys did get the right line of reasoning. It is my favorite team, and they are from Austin. Oh, nice. awesome! Glad we talked that one out. Number six, Angel City Derby. It's the city of angels. Is Los Angeles? It's not quite the city I live in, but yeah, we said Los Angeles. Perfect. Yep, uh, Los Angeles is correct. Number seven, Rat City Roller Derby. We had trouble with this one. Um, we we thought of immediately with rats, you know, being um, 
uh, attribute it to New York. Even though Chicago is actually the rattiest city now. Mm. I believe it is. Yeah, you're right. Take that anywhere you are. Second (laughs) city, no way. So we were thinking like New York, New Jersey, that East Coast uh, (laughs) area. But um, we just just said maybe there's two New York City teams. And so we went New York City. Let me explain something. New Jersey is actively trying to get rid of its rat problem. (laughs) Uh, Is Chris Christie still there? Uh, but all credit to Matt on this one. Uh, I think this is a genius answer, and if it's right, um, I'm very, very pleased. So what, what was our yeah, answer, Yeah, so it, I thought it was in Florida, and then I said, well, I'm just going to go with Orlando, and that makes sense if Mickey Mouse is there, that they're Rat City, so we said Orlando. Oh, I wish that was the right answer, because oh. that's a way better logic than what it is. It is actually in Seattle. Mm. Apparently, there's an area of Seattle that's called the R-A-T. Oh, that's okay. where they took it from. Hmm. Seattle. Yeah. Well, poor man's Portland, if you ask me. <laughs> should have been the Emerald or something. The Emerald something, right? Yeah, Emerald mm. City. Emerald City Rollers or yeah, something. Or the Kraken. Kraken. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, number eight. A tough one for you guys. Windy City Rollers. Mm-hmm. This one we we really him and hawed back and forth. Yeah. Um, I heard but you just you were blustering. You just went on and on about it. Pretty sure yeah. I know some Windy City Rollers personally. <laughs> I, so. I I knew one, um, and they're named the Windy City Rollers because of all their divisive politics. Um, <laughs> so we want yeah. Chicago. The Rollers, Chicago. Yeah, Chicago's correct. I debated including it, but I couldn't find one that seemed to. I gotta give us one gimme. Yeah, gotta give you one give you gimme. Yeah. But our uh, our our listeners play too, so that one was for the listeners. That's fair. All right, question number nine: pissed offs. Yeah, uh, due to the spelling of pissed, which was like P-I-S-T, uh, we thought maybe it's uh, Pittsburgh. Hmm. I think that the opposite of a pissed off would be a pissed on, which would be from Detroit. Ooh. And that is the right logic. Dang. It is from Detroit. Don't piss off my leg and call it rain, said Judge Judy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And question number 10, uh, Charm City Roller Girls. Uh, yeah, Charm City. Uh, Ken and I just immediately both uh, burst that out singing and good morning, <laughs> Baltimore. Yeah. yeah, we said Baltimore. This comes up a lot for some reason. That's yeah, because we talk about the wire oh, quite that's a funny. bit. Yeah. Charm City, Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, that is correct. Now, uh, while we're tabulating scores, um, we're all casual enjoyers of roller derby. We don't know a lot about it, but especially for the listeners who don't know anything about it, are there certain terms you can tell us or just like sort of the basic rules of how it works if you watch a roller derby match? What is a jammer? (laughs) A jammer is the person on the team who wears a star on their helmet or star like cover on their helmet. And they are the pers- only person who can actually score points. Mm. And then they, everyone else, so each person has, each team has a block, or, sorry, a jammer on the track. And then you have four blockers. The blockers are trying to stop the opposing jammer from getting through. So they get through on the first pass. And then, then every time they pass someone after that, it's one point for every person that they pass. Cool. As far as the skates are concerned, they're always the same, right? They're the four wheels. Yeah, they have to be the quad skates. Quad skates? Yeah. Okay. I wonder what that would be like if it was rollerblades. I don't know if it'd be faster. I don't know. Uh, like refs are allowed to wear um, inline skates, and there's one ref at, ref at champs that really, I would say, skates aggressively, almost <laughs> offensively, within his rollerblades. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So uh, all the ladies out there who participate in roller derby, uh, keep on keeping on. We know it's a tough sport, but uh, but it's a great sport. So. Well, thank you for some of those facts. The uh, the rollerblading made me think of a scene in Career Opportunities. Oh, Speak geez. of which is behind Ken right now, a laser another, disc. Another Career Opportunities reference. I should just make this podcast as many Career Opportunities uh, mm. 
references I, as I can make. But yeah, to our listeners, uh, be sure to check out a roller derby event near you. Mm-hmm. It's a cool sport. All right. Well, after the swing round, uh, it looks like Team Tofurkeys, we gained 40 points, bringing us to 90. Mm-hmm. What about you guys? Gained 45 and up to 105. All right. Still tight game. Mm-hmm. Good job. Okay, so we'll take it to round two. Now, the first five questions here, I have to give a shout out. They were actually written by a listener and my trivia writing partner, Kezia Sontag. Oh, Oh, thank you very much, Kezia. We met her at Geekball, did we not? uh, I believe we did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's the one with the bright red hair. That's right. The attorney? (laughs) Yep, that's her. Shout out. Good memory. (laughs) Well, yeah, shout out. Thank you very much for the questions. Uh, Round two, question one. Somewhat recent events is the category. What is the name of the founding member of Eagles of Death Metal who was not present at the band's 2015 Paris gig that ended in a horrific terrorist attack? Like one of the founding members, I should clarify. Yeah, we are not going to have an answer to this question. I will say Steve Miller. So I remember watching a documentary um, after the shooting with the band. They talked about the experience and other people who were there. And I can't. The one guy's name is Jesse, the guy with the mustache. Yeah, Jesse Jesse something. But he he was was there. there. He was there. You know who I don't think was there is the dude from Queen of the Stone Age. He's in that band, I think. Is he? I I don't know why I'm thinking that. Or Dave Grohl, maybe? Dave Grohl's in Queens. He's in Queens. Is Dave Grohl a founding member of Eagles? I don't know. That's a good question. He might be. He's he's in a lot of bands. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. I thought it was a dude from Queens of the Stone Age, but Josh something. I can't Josh Holm. Josh Holm. I don't know if he was there. I feel like he was there, though, because I think in the video... If, if he's a founding member, he was not there. He wasn't? That's the lead singer, right, of Queens of Stone Age? Yes. Okay, that's that's the best thing I'm going to come up with. All right, Josh Holm. Uh, yeah, so it, it is Josh Homey. Mm. So I looked it up, that's what it said it was, but Home Homey. All right, question number two, categories. Mom, will you write me a story? What willful children's character was introduced to the world in 1945 by Astrid Lindgren? I know it. Reluctant. Willful. What do you think that can mean? Is that the the train? I think I can. It has it has will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does think it can. Is that the sentient train who thought he could kill all humans? That's Thomas the train. <laughs> tank engine. Uh, man. Uh, maybe this is some kind of Peter Rabbit. Peter Cottontail. Man, I don't know. Maybe. Little orphan Annie. <laughs> Matilda, stop me. What if I'm going to say other than Madeline? Madeline? Yeah, I've got no idea. Madeline. <laughs> I I could be a little off here. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure my trip to Sweden, there was a children's museum about Astrid Lindgren, and she did Pippi Longstocking. Mm. She did. She wrote uh, wrote it for her daughter who requested a get well story. Uh, Pippi Longstocking, or as her full name is, Pippi Lota Delicatessa Windowshade Macormint Ephraim's Daughter Longstocking. Wow. That's a bit of information from Ryan Clef Grunmeyers again. <laughs> Means her dad had a really long name. Yeah. <laughs> she grew up to be the Wendy's girl, right? Is that yeah. Okay. Because the naming convention daughter just means daughter of, so mm. the rest would be her father's name. Thank you, Jeff. So, was, so our favorite American Idol contestant was Chris Daughter of. Did you say Daughtry? No. Oh, daughter. <laughs> daughter. Uh, in <laughs> Icelandic, I think it is a D O T T I R. Daughter. Thank you. Right. All right. Question number three: If he was the king, what singer and actress was marketed as the female Elvis Presley? She recorded a version of Heartbreak Hotel, 
starred in the movie version of Bye Bye Birdie, which was inspired by Elvis's draft, uh, U.S. Army draft, and later starred opposite Elvis in Viva Las Vegas. We, yeah, on a complete and total guess, and we don't have to say our answer out loud, but I don't think it's right, so we're going to say Dolly Parton. I was thinking about Dolly Parton. Neil said, nuh-uh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think she was in uh, Bye Bye Birdie. Um, I said on a previous show that, you know, I, when I played in the pit for that show that I hated the song We Love You, Conrad, because uh, it got in my ear. And I just don't remember her being in the in the movie. She wasn't in your high school production of Bye Bye Birdie. <laughs> she was not. Luckily, we didn't do it. I was just, I, I helped out and did it she for auditioned. a community theater. It. Oh, man, this is... You said that you kind of had an idea of who it was. Can you describe that person? Well, first I was like, uh, I don't know why I was thinking of... Um, Annette Funicello, but she's in uh, mm. Beach Blanket Bingo and other movies like that. I don't think she's in Viva Las Vegas. Uh, I can see her face. I just I can't think of her name. Let's just lock it with Dolly Parton. That's since fine. We don't have anything yeah. better. All right. All right. So unfortunately, this one it is uh, notorious, mononymous redhead Anne Margaret. Oh, Anne Margaret. Mm. Yes, that's right. She's, she was in Grumpy Old Man. I'm a very famous actress. Uh, yeah, that was my bad. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, and in the Bye Bye Birdie movie, she's the one that sings rather off-key, which made me surprised to learn that she also was a renowned singer. <laughs> All right, question number four. A man who stands for nothing will fall for anything. After his violent death on February 21st, 1965, at the age of 39, what historical figure was survived by his wife, Betty Shabazz, and their six children? I don't know people's that, personal lives that well. Oh. You know what I mean? Like I'll, I'll know some. Yeah, I, I, that sound. I know that he had. There's that he had multiple children, and he converted to Islam. So I don't know if so that, if I'm if I'm just totally hearing the name wrong or whatever. Yeah, but. we can we can lock in with Malcolm X. Yep, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's uh, Malcolm X, and I think that's his quote: "A man uh, who believes in nothing will fall for anything, or stands for nothing will fall for anything." Absolutely. The title was a better known quote by Malcolm X. Mm. Nice. Nice job. All right. Moving to question number five. People on lewds should not drive. What is the first name of the character in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, known primarily by his last name, Spicoli? I mean, despite laughing about Judge Reinhold on your last episode. Mm-hmm. I, I've never seen the movie, oh, so man. I'm gonna I'm gonna lean on you for that. I one. I also have never seen it, but this name sounds familiar, and that's the first name I always put with it. Okay, so we can lock in because we're not gonna be able to discuss it because you don't know anything about it. I have not seen the film. Yep. Uh, well, yeah, uh, we uh, we locked in with a name that's very familiar to all of us, and that would be Jeff. Oh, well, I thought. It was Arthur for some reason. Alas, it is uh, the familiar name of Jeff. Mm, what is, is it? Go Jeff? Is it uh, Jeffrey Spicoli? Oh my God! <laughs> Why do you do this to me? Jeffrey <laughs> Culver Spicoli. Oh, so, so much of this is getting cut. This is gonna be a fifteen-minute uh, episode. I mean, re- <laughs> Why do I? Why do you make me try and redact things? All right. Well, who's who's here? Uh, oh, well, someone just uh, Mr. Hand just uh, handed us the score update. <laughs> Uh, it looks like uh, Team Tofurkeys uh, gained an extra 40 points, wow. putting us at 130 currently. And uh, what about you guys? Uh, this round has not been as kind to us. Uh, we've added 10 points and we're up to 115. Okay, question number six. This is to market to market. Wild, Arborio, and Jasmine are all varieties of what common food item? We're locked in. 
rice, right? Jasmine rice, wild rice, and that makes sense. The other one, I just assume, is also a rice. Arboreal, I think, means tree, but oh, then it could be. Could it be a tea? Because there's jasmine tea. I don't know if wild tea if would it's, be. If it's rice, though, she forgot to mention Tim rice <laughs> and Jerry rice. Yeah, so much rice. Uh, Condoleezza. Mm, who is going to be the head coach of the? Cleveland Browns. I saw that. I, I saw that. <laughs> I like that John Dorsey gave a very nice long response. Well, I think she should have to work her way from defensive coordinator first. And anyway, <laughs> we are locking in with rice. We thought Matt uh, was going to go with the wild thornberries, but uh, we went with rice as well. And Nigel and Eliza. Yeah. So <laughs> wild rice is primarily grown in North America. Arborea rice is what you use in risotto, and jasmine is that fragrant kind of Thai long rice. So the answer, rice. It's my favorite kind. Yeah, it's good rice. I My gave it up though. I'm on the the keto. The keto. Uh huh. No rice from. You're me. on the keto Kalen diet. <laughs> yeah, it's going well. <laughs> Better than that joke. <laughs> <laughs> the ke- the keto ke- <laughs> the keto Kalen diet has become a celebrity yeah. just for a tiny bit of time and then just quickly fall <laughs> into a depression. Oh, <laughs> uh, there you go. The coffee's kicking in. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> All right, question number seven. This category is footballs in space. <laughs> the galaxy Cosmo Redshift 7 is one of the oldest and most distant galaxies we know of. Its name was inspired by what well-known jock? Hmm. Yeah, if it's really distant, probably maybe even... Might be gone. Ten? Oh, yeah, that's that's so crazy, isn't it? Mm. Probably is. Oh, I got chills. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just break up your existential ennui with existential terror. <laughs> Speaking of existential terror, if you're on Twitter, you should follow the uh, the nihilist Arby's account. It's the funniest <laughs> thing ever. That's um, that's Brendan Kelly from the Lawrence Arms. Is it really? That. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I got to tell people at work. We all love it because we'll like log in. And we're like, do you see what Arby nihilist Arby said today? Hmm. I'm pretty sure it's Brendan Kelly. That's funny. Um, Shout out to the Lawrence Arms. I love the bands. Number two. At uh, University of Iowa, I saw Lawrence Arms in a small, small club, and it was during the Chicago Cubs uh, run back in 03 with the Bartman scandal. And uh, in between, like every song, they would stop, and then he would go, "Oh, I have, uh, I, I have a stomachache from Taco Bell, but what's the score of the Cubs game?" Like every song, so there was like 50, 20 songs every time. He's, what's the score? <laughs> so it's it's that. Old. I love them. Uh, oh, I'm trying to think of teams that had red jerseys. Did you guys lock in? Yeah, you know what. Um, we'll lock in. All right, so Neil's locking in with Red Grange. So do you... Um, is <laughs> I think redshift has to do with, uh, like, the redshifting that happens when we, we observe it because uh-huh. the, the light stretches out as the space moves okay. away from us. So you think the Cosmo in 7 is the, the bigger... I think I think what we're looking for is a famous number 7, and I would think... Who's it's called Cosmo? F- maybe, but I think it has something to do with somebody in the... If in the 20s and 30s, they're number 7 and they're famous, which would be Mickey Mantle. Wasn't he 7? Could or is be. it DiMaggio? Was he wearing red? I mean, they're just playing for the Yankees, right? Yeah, but I mean, I mean, let's go with a famous red. I, I was mean, thinking it was a famous Cosmo. Uh, let's let's go with a, a old famous red, uh, Johnny Bench, and we're locking with Johnny Bench. Uh, well, if Matt made a joke about our answer, it's probably wrong. But uh, the category it was football in space, oh not baseball. Um, but uh, I I was between Johnny Unitas and Red Granger, and uh, we just went with Red Granger for the name. All right, so it's a little trickier with my footballs because it wasn't the football you were thinking of. Uh, this player normally goes by CR7, which is also what the Galaxy goes by. It's Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm. Didn't even think about him. 
He does wear the number seven. <laughs> he does. We were both tricked. I wrote down, uh, when do you think this was named? And Jeff wrote 1922 present. <laughs> <laughs> so he was he narrows very, it down a little bit. He's he's not, not, he's he, not was, wrong. he was actually correct, yes. He was closer than any of us. He narrows it down to the time that we could actually observe those sorts of... <laughs> uh-huh. It cuts about 35 years off of yeah. football. That's a great question. I did not even think yeah. of uh, Ronaldo. Competitively. At least I was thinking sevens, and then I picked the person whose number was it. Could have been seven. Beckham, too. Yeah. All right, question number eight, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. What is the only inducted band to see all three of its members also be inducted with other bands? Mm. This band, I don't, can't remember how many members they had, but one of them went on to do this, and one of them went on to do this, and the third guy could also be famous. So let's, let's do You know what? I think, it's, I think it's this. Okay. We're, We're locked in. We're locked in. Yeah, so... Um, I got confused for a second because I, I believe the one fact I was trying to come up with is that I, I think Eric Clapton was accepted in three separate. It was, it was Cream mm-hmm. himself and then one other thing. Um, but I don't think that's I don't it wouldn't be that. So um, I don't know who else was in Cream, but I was just trying to think of famous power trios. And what uh, about uh, Crosby, Stills and Nash? I was so thinking then about he was they were joined by Young and Neil and Jeff and Matt and Ken. <laughs> yes. Uh, I like it. And I'm trying to think, yeah, what other bands they would have been in. Um, My suggestion is Crosby, Stills, and Nash. But if you would like to deviate, that, uh, feel free. Uh, I'll keep my septum the same way. So we're going to go with Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Uh, that one is really tough for us. Uh, Matt wrote down Crosby, Stills, and Nash right away. And I, I like that. But a lot of their other stuff was famous solo work. Mm-hmm. Stephen Steele's was in another band that was famous and could have gotten in, I, I think. I can't remember. I don't know if they count Crosby Stills or uh, Graham Dash David Crosby's group as a band. Um, but we did go back to Clapton and we went with the Yardbirds. Okay. So this was one of the first super groups. It was made up of people from the Birds, Buffalo Springfield, and the Hollies. It is Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Should have stuck with yeah. our original answer. We should have. Yeah. Dang. Okay, moving on. Question number nine. Let's get biblical. Biblical. <laughs> um, although most biblical scholars agree that no books of the Bible were actually authored by women, there are a few books that are named after women. Of these, which appears first in the Bible? Mm. Uh, so we're going to lock in with a guess. The first two that I thought of were uh, Esther and Ruth. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember some more of them. What is Ruth about? What what is that? I feel like that one's an earlier one. Mm -hmm. I used to be pretty good at these. Um, because there's a couple in the Old Testament. Yeah. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, Numbers. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then I start to fall off pretty quick. Let's uh, call our shot and go Ruth there. All right. I knew Esther because I knew someone named Esther and she was named after the book, but, um, we just said Mary, thinking it was from Mary's point of view uh, of her relationship with Jesus. All right. So there's the two books that are named after women are Esther and Ruth, and Ruth comes All first. All right. Jeff. So uh, most of the Jesus story is told by um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, mm-hmm. basically four times from their different perspectives. And then again from Neil, Jeff, <laughs> Ken, and Matt. And then, then the final. Matt Crosby again. There's two Matt's. <laughs> Two mats. Okay, question number 10. Category is pack your bags. According to TripAdvisor.com, the top three things to do in this country are, number one, the World Heritage Site of Petra, number two, the Roman ruins at Jarash, and number three, to swim in the Dead Sea. Name the country. 
I got it. Is the country in the Basketball Hall of Fame or this one? I know Ken knows it because he made a joke about Jordan and we went with Jordan. Jordan. Jordan is indeed correct. Mm. For the record, I was going to say Jordan because that is the site where uh, Indiana Jones' Last Crusade ends. Oh. Petra? Or the, yep, or the, is Petra, yeah. And I wrote turkey because I'm still hungry. <laughs> and I was wrong. Yeah. It's okay. All right. Well, it looks like after regulation, Team Tofurkeys is going to end with 160 points. And Team Tortoise and No Hair? 145. Okay, so you got you gained some ground there. Yeah. So 160 to 145. So what do you have in store for us uh, with the final round here, Stacy? Okay. So uh, category one will be the changing face of late night. Number two will be barley plus hops plus water. Number three, where am I from again? Number four, hail to the chief. And number five, and this is where it all comes together. All right. All right, Neil, let's put our heads together and uh, think of some wagers and try to reel in this marlin. Okay, looks like all the wagers are in, so we're ready to hear those questions. All right, question number one, the changing face of late night. While the current host of late night is Seth Meyers, who is the original or first host of the program? Number two. Barley plus hops plus water. What German brand of beer accounts for only 8% of the beer consumed domestically in Germany, but accounts for 85% of all German beer exports to the U.S.? It features a key to the city of Bremen on its logo. Question number three. Where am I from again? My current home, Regina, Saskatchewan, is one of two Canadian capitals named for which monarch? Question number four, hail to the chief. Which U.S. president was the first to only serve one term? And question number five, and this is where it all comes together. I like doing this in my games at home, so hope you guys have some fun with it too. Excluding the swing round, every answer today is connected. There are five groups of four to five answers. Each round is split in half, and then the previous four questions of the final make up the last group. First, you'll need to figure out the theme for each of the five groups. Once done, then those five themes are further connected, and you will need to tell me the overarching theme for the game. I'll let you know that the connection is broad and well-known and shouldn't require specialized knowledge. The connection does not necessarily relate to the answer in the context of the question, and some of the connections can use only part of the answer. So group one is gunpowder. Einstein and Copernicus, Boomer Esiason, Hugo Boss, and Dingo. Group two is the Ring Cycle, Seesaw, Carrie Underwood, Get Out of Jail Free Card from Monopoly, and Insidious. Group three is Josh Homey, Pippi Longstocking, and Margaret, Malcolm X, and Jeff. And group four is Rice, Cristiano Ronaldo, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, Ruth, and Jordan. And then the last one will be the four answers that you have to come up with. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? 
Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show has examined weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, Box of Oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the Box of Oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages. Teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. All right. So all the answers are in. Uh, Stacy, why don't you take it away? Okay. So for question number one, the changing face of late night. While the current host of late night is Seth Meyers, who was the original or first host of the program? Yeah, we, we wagered 30 on this one. I'm a big fan of Late Night. And uh, I do remember before he went to CBS, he had a rift with NBC because he was the host of Late Night and they did not give him The Tonight Show. And we went with David Letterman. Mm, that sounds right. Yeah, I talked about Letterman. We got confused between the ABC, CBS. We weren't sure the lineage of the show. Talked about Conan. Went one back and said Kilborn. We uh, wagered 20 and locked in with Craig Kilborn. So the answer is David Letterman. He, um, yeah, was, was from The Rift, and he's both the original host of The Late Show as well as Late Night. All right, question number two, uh, barley plus hops plus water. What German brand of beer accounts for only 8% of the beer consumed domestically in Germany, but accounts for 85% of all German beer exports to the U.S.? It features a key to the city of Bremen on its logo. All right, we wagered a zero on this one, uh, thinking we wouldn't know a beer question, but uh, <laughs> I think the most popular brand of German beer is Beck's. Yeah, we uh, we wagered 10 on this one. We were trying to remember if Heineken was German. And the Beck's one, we went back and forth. We were pretty sure there was a lock on there. So we assumed there was probably also a key. So we said Beck's. Yeah, so it's primarily brewed in Bremen. Uh, it is Beck's. Uh, question number three, where am I from again? My current home, Regina, Saskatchewan, is one of two Canadian capitals named for which monarch? Um, again, with the zero due to the geography uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> question, but yep. uh, I think this was uh, Queen Victoria. Mm. Uh, we wagered 15 on this one. Uh, Jeff had mentioned Victoria. We kind of talked about some other capitals, uh, came around to Edmonton, Alberta, and thought maybe it's for a King Edmund. So Regina, or Regina in Latin, as it should be pronounced, is uh, Latin for queen. So it is actually named for Queen Victoria, which is the capital of um, BC. I couldn't remember what the trans the translation on that was, mm-hmm. if it was regent or queen or what, you know. So. Yeah. 
That would have helped, but that would have helped. Yes, it would have helped. <laughs> that is true. Okay, question number four. Hail to the chief. Which U.S. president was the first to only serve one term? All right, we wagered 10 on this one. Uh, I thought it was one of the two Adamses. I ran some years in my head and went with John Quincy Adams. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, yeah, it was pretty sure. Uh, well, we wagered 10. And uh, in thinking about it, we were pretty sure it was an Adams. I know Quincy did only one, uh, but we think it's president number two, John Adams. Indeed, it is your second president, John Adams. Oh, sweet Good job, Jeff. Thank I messed you. up. Wrong Adams. I, I, I mean, I, I wrote them all down once by year just to try and like figure out elections and stuff like that. And I just kind of remembered he was uh, one term. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. It's going to be a close one. All right. In question number five, I won't read the whole question, but this is where it all comes together. You need to tell me what the overarching theme for the game was. So we wagered five on this one. Uh, we quickly figured out the Jordan, Ruth, Crosby, Ronaldo, and Rice were uh, sports players. Uh, the second half of round one were different horror movies with The Ring, Carrie, uh, etc. Um, really had no clue on the first half of round one or the first half of round three. So thought maybe it was sports movies and then came with uh, science for the gunpowder, boomer, etc. And then maybe history are for something for round two so we just said trivial pursuit pieces all right well uh stacy i want to stop right now and thank you very much for this uh, great category at the end here uh neil you want to go over our reasoning yeah you're too much ken with those jokes um so for this category we are super super happy um that Tw- we 20 point wager 20 point wager because two of us became one and oh my um, god this is not what i think and it so, is i'm, I'm uh, denying uh, so anyway, so we went through all these categories and we're like, okay, you have athletes, you have horror movies, uh, you know, Josh uh, Home, Pippi Longstock, and Margaret, very famous redheads. Just tell uh, me what and I then, really want. You know, uh, Boss Baby. Of course, D- Jeff's beard. Jeff's beard, Baby Boomer. And uh, knowing Stacy loves the show and um, I'm assuming knows uh, our mutual uh, double crushes of both uh, David Bex and Victoria Adams, uh, we picked Spice Girls. Yep, you guys got it, exactly. So it's Baby Powder, Baby Einstein, Baby Boomer, Boss Baby, and Dingo Ate My Baby, which you guys actually mentioned. <laughs> actually, a lot of these you mentioned throughout the thing, which was funny. So yeah, it was Baby, Scary, Ginger, Sporty, and Posh uh, for the Spice Girls. So proud of that. At first, I was a little nervous. That round had me feeling a little vulnerable, a little naked, perhaps. <laughs> I'm but, so uh, depressed, I no longer want a Viva forever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you just need to spice up your life. It's fine. Yeah. I don't have a... The Spice Girls quote. <laughs> that was such a great last round because uh, we were we were thinking about it. We said Bex, and then I was like David Bex, and then Ken's like, "Well, what if it's Queen Victoria?" And I was like, "Oh, well, Victoria." And we were trying to think of the last name. I was Victoria Adams, and it was great. All right, after regulation, it looks like Team Tortoise and No Hair is mm-hmm. going to end with 125 points, and the uh, team of Tofurkeys uh, want to be cream of the crop today so we're we're gonna be cream of the crop with 200 points wow you know that i'm the cream of the crop oh. nice job Good yeah job. great job guys that was a wonderfully written game stacy mm-hmm. glad you enjoyed it i was a little bit worried about the theme round being not maybe good for podcasts but uh, no, 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 it was a lot of fun. I was going to say that uh, me and Neil were kind of alley-ooping each other all night, but uh, since you're from Canada, I'm going to say that uh, Neil was scoring the goals and I was giving him the assist. Mm-hmm. Set him up with yeah. the one-timer. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Hockey reference. Well, going I'm going to cry home. about it and call my mama. I was seeing how many more I could do. Yeah. <laughs> I did three that are pretty off off the wall. Yeah. yeah you went deep. You did. With, with denying and uh, Viva Forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, since this is coming out uh, around... 
of the new year. I'm just excited that the Spice Girls are going to be on tour, and mm-hmm. I'm going to go for sure. So it's up to you guys. Posh. We should go. Is, wait, Posh isn't going to be there? No Posh. <sighs> Fine. I'm, I'm out. Is Ginger I'm out. back? No Posh. Ginger's back. No, no Posh. That I'm is in. not a fair trade. I guess I'll have to I'll have to see it, though, just because I need to see them live, but yeah. I'm going to miss Posh, but that's Off okay. Off your bucket list. And uh, in Posh's place will be Josh Homie. <laughs> it's a very different sound, but... Can't have two redheads. <laughs> it doesn't work. Uh, well, yeah. Thank you very much, Stacy, and uh, um, thank you for being a patron, uh, Patreon member, supporter of ours at the United States Champion level. But we're calling it the Canadian Champion level for you. Oh, thank you. No, and uh, thanks to people. I had a few people that play tested the game, and that was very helpful. Uh, so David and Ryan and uh, Kesey for helping me write the third round or third part. Yes, thank you to everyone, yeah, all uh, parties involved. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much to Stacy for being an excellent host. Um, I'm going to try and wrap it up before I get a little too sour for missing that Spice Girls one. Uh, But on behalf of Ken, Matt, Neil, and myself. The Spice Boys. The Spice Boys. That was Triviality. I don't think of those as... What is that noise? There's a siren just firing up. Oh, that was terrifying. That was weird. I thought the, the Kremlin had attacked. It does uh, sound like an air raid siren, doesn't yeah. it? The way it winds up and down like that. And um, she's very, very patient. But uh, at the end of it, I said, how did I do? And she goes, uh, she goes, well, um, come see, come she should have said, come see, come saw. She said, well, your French isn't very good, but you're very nice. So thank you. And then that was it. <laughs> it left. So uh, I'm going to cut that story. I was going to say, it almost, it almost got somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so while, I was, while I was telling it, I, I forgot some details and then it wouldn't have been funny. So yeah, we're going to cut that. Yeah. Okay. Make yeah. one up next time. Yeah. All right. Usually they're cut for time, but this one is cut for content. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the year was 1945. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> we can move on. Question seven. <laughs>